Start your journey with master coach, clinical counselor, and Ayurvedic practitioner, Paris Mogtatter, to uncover new layers of your life. Together, we'll break the social conditioning that holds you back, giving you a way to improve physical health, greater emotional stability, and strengthen connections both within yourself and others. Unlock clarity on what you want in all five realms, body, mind, emotions, and spiritual alignment, plus a special connection to source for an extra sparkle. So don't hold yourself back any longer when it's time for transformation from unsure self-doubter into confident game changer. Let's get started today. Hello, hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of The Ayurvedic Therapist. I would like to talk to you about therapy and somatic therapy and the difference between the two. And also how we can practically come back to our bodies. What can we do in the heat of the moment to create change in our lives and come back to our bodies so that we are not living in a place of reaction, of alignment. Because the truth is that all of you, and I don't care what your spirituality is or how much you practice spirituality or yoga or how much you go to the church, none of that matters. Underneath all the layers that we create, we have our pure source of alignment. Our soul comes into this body, it, it comes into this world already whole and aligned. It's just we forget. So much happens in our world that we forget and we lose touch with that. So how can we remember? So I want this episode to kind of delve into the intriguing world of the body somatics and why we use it and why it's such a big kind of buzzword right now and how it connects to the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda and why it works because you know if you listen to my stuff and if you have practiced with me and if you've done my workshops then you know that the reason why I teach Ayurveda is because it works and it has worked for me and I always say that it has passed the test of time it has been working for thousands and thousands of years versus new techniques and you know especially like western techniques or diets or whatever else becomes very trendy and then there is a new thing and everyone goes that way and they're like this is it we've found it and then another study comes out two months later and says no actually this other thing is better so it's not that these techniques in the from the western perspective don't work we definitely use them 
but how do they relate to these ancient practices that have already passed the test of time, that have already been working for thousands of years? So let's talk about that a little bit. You know, we are all on a journey of self-discovery and self-healing, whether or not we realize it. And I'm talking about all of you who go to everything spiritual and you go to yoga retreats or really follow a teacher and really want to grow spiritually. And I'm also talking about those of you who maybe see uh, people in your life that don't do any kind of self-growth, but they also are on their journey. You know, you don't know if that person is vibrating on a level where they can actually have insight into looking at themselves and their spiritual level and how they can make themselves better. But they probably are doing it in one way, shape or another. Unless they are really have like the mask on and some kind of personality disorder or they're completely disconnected from the reality. And there is definitely people like that. So without judgment, moving forward on our own journey of spirituality, we ask ourselves, you know, all the stuff that we learn and we practice and all the courses we take and all the yoga retreats we go to, none of it matters unless we're able to change our reaction in the moment. And oh my goodness, is it ever hard? Is it ever difficult to start kind of taking the layers off and look at yourself? Why is it that I am reacting or getting so heated up in this moment about this subject that shouldn't really matter that this person is talking about or maybe this person didn't show up the way I wanted them to show up and I expected them to show up in a different way and I'm getting offended about it. But wait a second, why, why am I getting offended about it? Why am I reacting in this way? Or why am I following my desires everywhere when in reality, if I'm really on a spiritual path, I should be really looking deep into the layers of who I am and why I behave the way I do and how I can change that. And we all need that because we all have patterns that shape up through the first seven years of life that come from a lot of our samskaras. And samskaras are basically subconscious mind ways of being. They're just memories or they're actions that we have done or gone through or our caregivers have done to us that kind of get stored in the back of our subconscious mind. And then when something happens in our life that slightly reminds us of the feelings and emotions, and I'm talking 
like this could be a completely different situation, but it has the slightest feeling to how you felt as a two-year-old when you said no and maybe you got punished for it or whatever else that has happened and created a samskara in the back of your mind, in the subconscious mind, this feeling that is happening now reminds you of that feeling in your subconscious mind and that file is pulled out. And all of a sudden, it becomes this big, huge thing for you. For example, we see some people reacting to certain situations a lot worse we say oh this person is very sensitive about about not being invited to parties or this person is very sensitive about um, being told that they can't do something or you try to set a boundary with someone and they get offended or upset these are all about old files that are being pulled out it has nothing to do they often have nothing to do with this moment or what's happening today or what your husband just said or the situation that you're in right now. They're often about something in the past. And these samskaras become, according to Vedic psychology, they kind of become like, you know, when the, in the ocean there is like little residue at the bottom of the ocean and it's just calm and it's just sitting there until some kind of wave comes and everything starts coming to the surface and it just gets all mixed up. Our samskaras are the same way. They're, it's not that they're not there. They always exist in that kind of subconscious level and in that calm kind of ocean until a wave comes and that gets all mixed up. Any more you know the depth of your samskaras and the better you get to delve deep and understand your samskaras, the better you can take control of your mind in that moment. And instead of reacting to something, you can come from a place of alignment. And that's what I want to talk about today and that's what I want to show you how to do because you might forget and these subconscious materials might be kind of sitting there at the bottom of the ocean and you might think that they don't exist, but your body will always remember. So every samskara is attached to a part of the body and depending on how much it has hurt us or how much it has affected us, that part of the body will carry it more heavily. And one interesting thing that I love about somatic therapy is when, you know, they teach you about body types and the way people walk and where they carry their weight, the way their hips are shaped, the way their chest is kind of leaning forward in a heavy way, or they're kind of like always their head is... Before their body comes in, the person's head comes in. These are all information about the person's samskaras, where they're holding these memories, where they're holding the weight of their life, of their thoughts. So when you meet someone that says, oh, 
you know, I'm fine. I don't need, I don't need therapy. I don't, I, I don't need that. Everything's fine in my life. What they're really saying to you is that at this moment, all the samskaras are at the bottom of the ocean and there has been no wave to move it. So let's just not disturb the ocean. <laughs> but the, the problem with that is that, as my teacher, Dr. Swoboda, always says, if you don't live in reality and you don't look into your own layers of being, the reality will catch up to you and it will come and live with you at the moment, at the moment that is the least convenient that you were hoping that the universe was going to give you a break. That's when the reality is going to come and catch up to you. And then you don't have enough tools or insight to know what to do with that. Another kind of example that I'll give you is um, a friend of mine. She's in a very kind of deep relationship in a sense that I really do think that they're trauma bond. And when there is a trauma bond, we really think that we're in love. And it's like on a really deep but painful level of love. And so they often have a lot of problems this couple and she puts everything all her pain all her history of what she she was like and what she is like and every layer of her being is heavily put on the husband and the husband's job is to carry that and a lot of times we see this in relationships. There is some kind of psychological agreement at the beginning of the relationship that one person is going to carry more than the other. And if you take away that job, it's kind of like the relationship falls apart because it's the foundation is just that. I'm just going to be heavy and you're just going to carry my shit. <laughs> and, and so... She said something to me, and that's why I'm bringing this example. I was going through something, and she said, Oh, are you okay? And have you told Dylan about this? Is he supporting you through this? And I thought to myself, I thought, you know what, sweetheart? Um, he kind of is, but, I mean, he's a dude. How much can he support me? I have my support system at that moment. Like something clicked in my mind where I was like, wow, thank God I'm so blessed to have layers of support. Because one person, yes, your partner should know about you, should know about your pain, should know about many of your stuff, but they are not responsible to solve all of your problems and support you in the heavy stuff that inevitably will happen in life. And I thought, you know what? I have my really great close friends. We do osteotherapy together. I have my group of women where we chant together. I have another group of women. We have healing meditation sessions together. I have so much support. I have my naturopath, my Ayurvedic teacher. I have my therapist. I have layers and layers of support to a point where I could look at her and say, look, you cannot just lean on one person to solve all of your problems. 
I go to my therapist for this. I go to my osteopath for that. I go to my naturopath for the other. And together in this healing group of supported friends and very professional practitioners, I will get through this. It's totally fine. I can already see the map in front of me. And I think at that moment, I realized how hard I've worked like the last 20 years to build that kind of group of these amazing, incredible, incredible people, human beings that are there to support me, that I look up to, that I learn from, that can hold me while I go through something difficult. And it's really exciting when you have that set not trying to do everything by yourself and not trying to put everything on your partner because it's not their job to heal you. It's your job to heal yourself and it's their job to heal themselves and then you come together and create magic. And this is not, doesn't mean that you are not safe together and you don't come together to heal a situation outside of your relationship. It's a very, very secure attachment thing to do to come together and heal anything that is outside of the relationship or inside the relationship. However, it's just the energy of, I expect you to do this and this and that, and if you don't do that, then we don't have a relationship or our relationship is in trouble. Their job, they're on their own journey, and their job is not to rescue you, to save you, to heal you because they're not therapists or naturopaths or meditation teachers they are just trying to figure it out on their own too so when you have that foundation of support you to come together and create something together magically I say all that because coming back to the body and the somatics of the body your body is going to give you a lot of information at that moment at any moment Check in with your body and see how you feel and see if the answer to whatever you're trying to do is a yes or a no. And this is a process that I teach my students and my, my patients when they come to me. We practice for about four to six months to understand our bodies and understand our intuition. And I understand, is the answer yes or is the answer no? And live our life according to that. And I'm telling you, it will change your life when you start bringing the focus from your thoughts, which are just clouds going in the sky that you cannot control, to your bodies you can actually tap into your body and your body has the intelligence to tell you do this and not that. And the, the body can do that by giving you a bad taste in the mouth and it can also do that by giving you pulsations in certain areas. And if you learn the language of your body, you really learn to listen. And it's just going to change your life, my dear, so much. It has changed my life so much and so it's not to say that talk therapy doesn't work because let me tell you I have been doing it for 15 years and one of my greatest teachers 
Jessica Richmond, who I'm hoping to bring on the show very soon. She's an incredible psychologist, and she's a doctor of psychology, and she is an a Vedic psychologist as well. It's a very rare thing to have that. She basically left her life and went to India to study Vedic psychology about 12 years ago. And now she's learning everything under Babaji, who is her guru. And it's really interesting to see how she dances and brings the Western and Eastern stuff together. So she's my main therapist. And I've been working with her for years. And just recently, a couple of weeks ago, we were doing a session. And, you know, maintenance, it's not that there's anything wrong. I love doing therapy and finding things about myself. And we still found another thing in relationship. And we put our finger on it. And we're like, oh, my God, another samskara. I guess I need to book something very soon with you and go through this samskara and find out where it comes from. And heal it because I'm just reflecting that samskara back on, onto Dylan, my partner. And that's not fair. So the work does not end and therapy does work really well. But when you actually combine that with your body, and that's why you see the psychedelics are so big now. Because it's now they're finding in every research that they're doing that the psychedelics are really adding another layer because they're allowing the person to really come into their body while the therapy session is going on. So that's basically what it is. You're really open and present into opening your heart and really looking at these samskaras and, and seeing love because all that is real is love in the end. So let's talk about how, what we can actually do. Like what can we do to allow our emotions to show themselves but don't take over us. Allow our desires to be there but be able to see them and balance them out. Maybe see that we do have a shadow side, a dark side to us and what we can do to, with it. Not allow it to drive our life, but just allow it to be there. So it's essential to remember that you are more than your emotions and your thoughts that come and go, your desires that come and go, your dark side, your light side. These are all parts of you. But they do not define who you are and you do not have to come from any of those places to react. You can actually come home first. And home is in your physical body, a place of alignment. And yogically speaking, this place of alignment is from the crown of the head down to the neck, down to the spinal cord, into the hips. So this line of alignment is where your kundalini lives. And this is where your, the crown of your head connects you to the heavens, to the sky, to the akashic field, to the ether. And the spine kind of 
connects that part to the tailbone and the hips, which are very earthy parts of you. And so between these two points, there is alignment. There is a way that you can bring your senses home. You can bring all of yourself into alignment before you react. And so we're going to use this body somatics, which is the language of your body. Your body speaks a language. And the only way your body can speak this language with the outside world, because there is a spirit inside of you and then there is a physical body and then you make a connection with the physical body and the outside world of the universe. And the only reason you can make this communication is through your five sense organs, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, and the sense of touch. Otherwise, you would be conscious awareness sitting in the corner with your wisdom and light and nobody would know what you mean or what you're saying you communicate through the five sense organs so the only way to go back into the body is through the five sense organs and this is your body's language and this is how your body communicates by but showing you in the body that there is discomfort there is satisfaction dissatisfaction there is disease or illness or there's comfort And I want to introduce you to a special technique that I use myself somatically to bring myself back to the moment and back into alignment before I react to anything. Now, does it work all the time? Of course not. I'm a human being too. And I'm working on it. But I can tell you that after years of practicing these techniques, you're going to see that In the moment when you're ready to react, there is that pause. And that pause keeps getting bigger and bigger and giving you more space to decide, do I want to do this or do I want to do that? And that, that, my friends, that pause is what we call yoga. Because you're in union with your higher self, with the source, and you are deciding from a place of alignment. And this technique is a meditation that is very, very simple that I'm going to show you. And you can do this meditation at any time. You can do it at your desk, at work, or in the kitchen cooking, and you just need a moment. And hopefully you listen to it again and again, and over time it becomes kind of automatic because all you have to do is find your sense organs, and there you are. And this is what has happened to me. I... I just start finding my sense organs and boom, it brings me back to alignment. So feel free to use it at any time and let me know how it goes and if it it works for you. It's a meditation that works really well also if you are microdosing and I'm hoping that you have someone that can help you with that so you're not just going out there and microdosing on your own. There are different types and varieties of um, different um, plant-based medicine that you can use for different purposes. So if you are curious about that, definitely send me a message and we can get us started. We can figure out what best suits you. 
But for now, you can do it even without that. It really will bring you into your sense organs, back into alignment, and it will at some point become your habitual way of being. Well, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to record that meditation as a separate episode after this so that you can have access to it separately when you're ready to meditate. With all my heart, I am sending you so much love and wisdom and bowing to your beautiful, wise, profound body and mind and spirit. Until next time, bye.